Welcome to the International Teacher Podcast with your host, Matt the Family Guy, Kent the Cat Guy, and me, Greg the Single Guy. We are recording episodes from around the globe to tell you about the best kept secret in education. That's right, it's teaching overseas. We're glad to have you join us. This is Greg, the single guy. Matt, Matt, the family guy, is not with us on this episode, and Kent is running around somewhere after his cat. He's the cat guy. And I want to say I am so happy that my next guest, I'm flattered because he's taking time out of his busy schedule. He's the actual Renaissance man. He's from New York originally, but I would say we need to hear about a little bit more about his life because he's coming to us from Armenia. And I want to introduce you. Our guest now is Jason Lasky. Welcome to our show, buddy. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Um, <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> how does it feel to be on the other side of the podcast now? Oh, no, it's it's wonderful. I love I love talking about, you know, me and and some of our adventures. No, and I and I say that not from an arrogant like I'm awesome standpoint, although I do have enough self-confidence and self-awareness to say that I do accomplish some awesome things in the, you know, in, as, as the, as my day progresses. Um, but, you know, but at the same time, yeah, I, I like to have fun while I'm doing it. Um, let's dive in, man, because there's a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot of ground and water and sea and air and everything in between to cover, man. <laughs> How did you arrive in Armenia? Can you give us a shortened version of it? Okay. Uh, let me preface this with, Yes, I've I've been on the other side of of uh, you know of inter, instead of being an interviewer, being an interviewee. The last time a podcast uh, host asked me that question, and he told me roughly, you know, we're going to talk maybe an hour and a half or so, cover a wide variety of questions, oh, you know, no. your background and this, and it, it was something called um, um, it, it was it was all about or mostly concentrated on my experience as a theater teacher, theater and drama teacher. He said, you know, hour and a half, wide variety of topics. I'm like, okay, let's go. He asked me the question you just asked me. 90 minutes later, I gave him the answer, the, the final part of the answer to that question. And then oh. he just laughed. And I said, well, I kind of reference Kevin Smith's, the, the filmmaker, Kevin Smith's 40th, I think, birthday party or 40, 40 something birthday party. And it was in Red Bank, New Jersey, just a few blocks away from his famous comic book store. And like, you know, the foundations for the worlds of the view askew universe, like clerks and clerks Two and mall rats. Yeah. I love those shows. Yeah. Clerks three is coming soon. Oh, oh I, I can't yeah. wait for that. Actually. Word on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at his, at his thing, he's, you know, we, it was a ticketed event go and you know the they one guy comes out from clerks too he had a little uh role pretty prominent role but a little role in the movie he was warming up the crowd he said okay and everybody here we go and kevin smith's birthday party place was sold out and it went nuts the curtain opens up and you see a really great facsimile of the clerks and the video shop you know the 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 the, the store the convenience store and and the, yeah. the video shop next door and you know he comes out and i remember there being you know loud music spotlight everybody just cheering and he comes out he looks at it like he's surprised that the set is there <laughs> which is great and then he he says okay well you know let's just let's just go you know it was a live taping for some you know some dvd later on or whatever and he said okay well let's just get to it all right first first question and a person asks a question and three hours later, three hours later, <laughs> we finish answering that question. And then he leaves and everybody goes nuts. 
and you know he but he he put like a little um, exclamation point at the end a little punctuation mark like you know and i hope that answers your question all right thanks everybody <laughs> like everybody goes oh that's perfect i don't want that to happen though we don't you don't have three hours with me just just to finish the the little kevin smith story he leaves he comes back after two minutes like he takes his curtain call bow he's like all right you know, we said it was going to be a Q&A. Well, I wanted to see if I could get away, honestly get away with one question and one answer. <laughs> he said, and I did it. Okay, now we're going to sit around for like another two or three hours. And now we'll really take a lot of questions. So go ahead. <laughs> he's amazing, <laughs> so, um, isn't it? So he's amazing. He's, 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 he's stellar because he realized also that beyond, you know, his creative life, like he had to take care of his regular life, his, his health. Uh, and he decided to make a major change so that he can continue doing the stuff that he loves. So, you know, kudos to him for, um, a heart attack is a hell of a thing <laughs> to deal with. I've never had to deal with that. I haven't had anyone close to me have one, but, uh, for him to come out of it and say, look, I gotta, I gotta refocus on things that are really important so that I can continue to exist. That's learning and, and, and experience right there. Yeah. Okay. So to talk about how I got to Armenia, I actually have to start with China. I blasted off from New York uh, to China in 2006 to Shanghai. And from 2006, uh, for the last 15 years, we've gone from China to the United States and back to China and back to the United States and then off to Russia for a little while. Then we were traveling around a little bit. And in just in terms of teaching, you know, we had travels, we had vacations, we had periods. And when I say we, I mean me. And then later on, there was my wife. And then there was one kid and then a second kid and a third kid. So we have three kids now, two dogs, one cat. We've fostered a bunch of animals along the way too. the fish. They didn't do so well. <laughs> we tried, but they didn't do so well. <laughs> my teaching career began in earnest, I'd say, probably around 2006 or so when I. Hello. 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 Come on. Is my partner in crime who just walked in. Hello. I see that. Yeah, he's, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, he's got his son in there with him doing math homework, which is it's amazing, I think. That's very nice that you think he's doing math homework. <laughs> well, he was asking math questions, right? He was, ask, he was asking questions. That's very attentive of you, but it wasn't, it wasn't homework. And they have three kids. That's amazing. It's like Matt, the family guy, Jason, the family guy. Jason, the family guy. Yeah. I'll wait until they go and then I'll continue the story. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Love you. I love you too. I just met you, but I love you too. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks, no, because if, if you don't have love in your heart, then, you know, what's the point? <laughs> Balance and happiness. Absolutely. So the teaching career began in earnest. I guess my first major teaching gig was 2006 in the classroom at Shanghai High School International Division. And that was such a game changer for me because I had thought about it in the short term. Like, this will be a temporary thing. This will be, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll give it a try for a year and, you know, and then we'll reevaluate, but maybe I won't stay. You know, 15 years later, I've worked in China in multiple educational environments, I'll call them, in educational spaces, virtually as well, in terms of me being, let's say, living, if we fast forward a little bit, in Kenya, Nairobi, working with a company based in Beijing, for example, doing uh, online uh, teaching. So this whole teaching idea, it was something that was not supposed well, I, I don't want to say um, not supposed to, because that's, you know, that's very, um, it's very big of me to to say, like, this wasn't supposed to happen. It was supposed to be a completely different path. I was supposed to be a whatever, right? But it did happen, and it has happened, and it's based on the fact that I've made 
various, what I think to be bold decisions over the years to first go to China. That was a huge deal. I was telling people I was going to go to China and they're like, why? (laughs) Why do you want to go to China? I'm like, I've never been there. I know people can teach. Like I, I got the inspiration from somebody I went to high school with. He went over to Japan and taught English. And then uh, somebody else who was in my university class, uh, she went and taught for like half a year or a year in Japan as well. And I thought, well, that's that's so interesting. And And the reason why China is because in the latter part of my undergraduate years at Binghamton University, I was getting more and more involved in various theater projects um, inside the department and inside uh, or or outside, let's say, with the the community theater, the student-run community theater groups. And uh, there was an exchange program and a bunch of Chinese students from a prominent Beijing opera university came over to our university. They visited us and they visited one university, I think, in Los Angeles. And they gave like a, a demonstration and a performance and, and, a, and several workshops that we were invited to participate in about Beijing opera. And it was the first time that I had had, you know, this kind of like wowing theater experience. I'd never experienced or never seen, never I heard of maybe in passing, but I'd never been in the presence of Beijing opera students. Like these words together had not ever, you know, come together with me being a part of it somehow. So watching them and watching what they were doing. And then, you know, the idea was students came to Binghamton and then Binghamton students would go to visit their university in, in Beijing, visit a puppet theater university or, or a production company in Shanghai, and also visit another city called Xi'an. I'm, I'm guessing there was another university there, another school there. So the idea was planted in my head of going with my theater department for my undergraduate university and undergraduate training over to China. But that never materialized because mostly money. The financials weren't there to support me going for three weeks and paying for graduate credit. And I said, look, is, is it possible? Like, I, I'll write the paper but I don't want the graduate credit. Like I'll do the work. Can I still go? Like can right. I figure something out? And they said no. <laughs> and my parents. So in didn't 2006, have... you had a chance to go to China, and you did. You jumped on it. And well, sort of. I no. Here's the thing. I created the opportunity too because ah, okay. the university that was going to be happening around the same time, like or or spring of 20 of 2006. But because I didn't have the ability to get there, I and I didn't have anything else going on for me that I thought was worth spending my time and my energy on, um, I said, well, let me let me take this idea of China and this idea of teaching English and put them together and do a Google search. And I found a way and I found a school and I found, you know, uh, a means to get there. And so I blasted off in 2006. Such a, a, a moment for me. But it was because I was pursuing this thing. Nobody just handed it to me. I, I looked at it. I evaluated my situation and I made a conscious decision. Let me jump into this big, you know, unknown space, this, this uh, little bit of chaos I'm going to introduce to my life right now. And that chaos, uh, I'm so thankful for, I I think I kind of live in a state of chaos, like everybody else. (laughs) And just mine has ended up being one of the most wonderful journeys that I've taken as a person, as a teacher, as a theater maker, as a, and so on and so forth through the, you know, the Renaissance man ideas. <laughs> that's an, that's it. That's the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> there are going to be some people that are thinking like, I want to go overseas for a little bit. Maybe I can teach English. Yeah. And that there's going to be listeners out there like that. And I don't, 
necessarily like cater to that, but it's great to hear you do that. You're probably my second or third guest that's done it that way, mm. and I don't know enough about it. I was never interested in the English teaching because yeah. when I was doing the, the teaching stuff, I went full force, but I love what happened because now all of a sudden, you know, this is not 2006. Now we're up into 22, yeah. and you are, <laughs> you, you've gone, you've come so far with this stuff now. Are you still teaching at university right now? I'm not currently teaching at university, no, um, but I do have, let's say, a volunteer teaching job that I do at a local school. Um, so I have middle school students who are, let's say, struggling with uh, English acquisition at the moment, but they are local Armenian students. And by local, I mean local to the town where I live, but also local to, you know, other other people have moved from the capital to our small town and, you know, and their kids go to school at the school. So it's, it's a theater program. It's a once a week for about 80 minutes. And we do either exercises or we play some games or, you know, what we're now moving towards in this half of the, uh, of the year is the, um, a, a project that is going to be in collaboration with the visual arts and music departments that are within the school too. So at the, I think, end of April, which is really right around the corner, we're going to have this presentation at a local museum, an art museum, and then we're also going to have a show that's going to be in the school. And we're right now kind of working out the, the nuts and bolts and uh, the dialogue and costumes and everything. So, <laughs> so we're in good shape. Wow, you have a lot on your plate. Yeah. I actually had to look on a map to find Armenia. And I'm sure yeah. the listeners in the U.S. are like, duh, where's that? You know, and some people know it. Some people don't. It's I had to look, though. It's right by Georgia, the country of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. It's to the east and north of Turkey, right? And There's if I'm Turkey. looking at the atlas, looking for the yep. Black Sea, yep. it bumps up to the Black Sea also too, right? So that's Armenia. I don't have the map in front of my mind right now or in front of me on the screen, but it's wedged between four or five other countries. Off the top of my head, Georgia, yeah. Azerbaijan, uh, Turkey, Iran, and I'm not sure if there's a uh, fifth one in there. I'd have to consult the map. But yeah, that that's where in the world we are. Just to kind of, you know, still try to do the the, the truncated version of things. China was six years, what I refer to as the roaring 20s, my roaring 20s, whereas, you know, if you look at where we are right now, um, chronologically, 100 years ago was what we consider the roaring 20s, right, in, in the United States, for example. And the 1920s and 1930s were also a really exciting time uh, in China leading up to before World War II broke out and, and Japan made a huge mess of China. Yeah, so I so my roaring 20s were, you know, from 22 or 23 till about 29 or so, I was in China pretty much full time, except for summers off. And I would go back and visit my family and stay at, you know, the house where I grew up. Um, and I, you know, take various vacations in the summers. I remember I visited a buddy in Chicago from university. I went to Israel one year as part of a, a birthright Israel trip, as, as what it's called. And those six years, yeah, what, what ended up coming out of those six years was a developing 
though still a somewhat muddled understanding of who I am as a teacher and what I'm doing as a teacher, my thirst, let's say, uh, and hunger for theater in all of its various components, a definite set of skill sets that developed, um, not only playwriting, not only acting, not only directing, not only um, a little bit of sound design, not only a bit of light design, not only stage management, not only PR and marketing and, and everything involved with putting together a complete production. So that that was something that developed as well. And the thing that took me away from China was my, and what could have actually ended my teaching completely at some point or for a period of time, was my master's studies. I wanted to leave China. I had had enough after six years, uh, and I had enough of the kind of international school or private education company vibe or, you know, the part-time tutoring gigs that would pop up here and there. I was just kind of tired of being there and I wanted to expand my education. I decided that, yeah, I wanted to pursue playwriting in a, in a vicious way <laughs> um, by, by getting into a master's program. I ended up applying for a bunch of different possibilities and uh, I got rejection, 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 almost, oh, round two, okay, a rejection. Okay, bye, see you later, buddy. All right, all right, that was the first try. Let me try the second try. The second try I got into NYU Tisch School of the Arts, their MFA playwriting program, but I decided that I didn't wanna go to the one that was in Singapore because that was the that was a deal. They had Tisch School of the Arts and they had Tisch School of the Arts Asia. And after thinking about it for a long time, speaking with the teacher a lot, speaking with a student who I met in New York and asking him about what his experience had been one year into his program, I made a decision, okay, I don't want to do that, but I still wanted to be out of China. What that ended up leading to, the day that I decided I'm not going to Singapore, not going to Tisch School of the Arts, not going to see my Russian girlfriend, you know, from time to time on that side of the world, because we had just started dating before I leave, I left uh, Shanghai. It was a thought to let me see, let me do a Google search. Because last time I did a Google search, I went to China and I had a good time. Let me do a Google search and see what happens. And that Google search actually led me to applying to the program I did get into for my MFA, which later in the story, I ended up leaving before the end of the program. But that that's later in the story. <laughs> so what I can say is that I left China and I left teaching to go be a student again. So you could argue that, well, I didn't really leave education. Now I was on the other side of education. I've been giving, 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 giving. I've been having experiential learning along the way, but now I wanted to go back to some kind of formal, let's say classroom academic inquiry and academic based study for myself to expand my skill set, expand my knowledge, expand blah, 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 blah. You know, th things that needed expansion that I felt really needed expansion at that point. So that was the exit from China. That was exit number one from China. <laughs> well, you know, can I break in for a second here? Please and do, I'll keep yeah. with your, your uh, story. Isn't it rewarding? I don't know about other people and other teachers. Or people are in a business, but I loved going back to school. I mm. came from, I mean, I did a career, then I taught, and I didn't go like from college right into teaching. Right. But I started teaching, and then I broke away from teaching and became a student while I was teaching. Awesome. And it was refreshing because you're the yeah. one sitting in class going, this is what my students feel like. I'm bored tonight, and I got to work tomorrow, but I got my mind on other things. But what's the teacher talking about again? You know, and yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. do my home. I didn't do my homework. I have to go oh. and weasel it in. It was amazing to go back and be that student after being right. a teacher for so long, wasn't it? Sure. Yeah. 
I urge people to do that. Go and teach for a while, then do your master's yeah. and do it that way. If that's your happiness, I mean, if it, it brought me a lot of happiness, and it sounds like it worked for you. So you got your master's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was the well, first did, time you left China. Um, so I didn't get my master's, and I, I was in the program for a year, and my girlfriend and I, we kept a long-distance relationship, visited each other. I visited her. We... I don't need to tell you all the you know details of the visits. We visited. Nah. That's all you really need nyet, to know. Yet, yet. But yet, <laughs> um, But the important thing was that she was still, though, living full-time in China, and I was going as a full-time student to the master's program. So I stopped that. I went to what I thought would be uh, just for the summer to China. A sh- very short version of what the next year was. It was marriage and baby. And birth of a brand new play that I was working on with my wife. And then it was at that point where we really solidified our creative partnership together. And what I can say is we gave, yeah, we gave birth to a baby. We gave birth to our first co-written play together that we also co-produced and co-designed and I even acted in. That was a wonderful experience as well. You know, we're not just... Well, Jason's doing that and Svetlana is doing this and like not in our, you know, we have our separate realms and then we have our realms where we're together. And as time has gone on, our realms have become more and more overlapping and intertwined, which I think is such a beautiful thing. Actually, when I, when I stop and think about it, instead of, you know, certainly there are things that only she is really wanting to focus on. And there are things that I really only want to focus on. We're aware of those things. We don't intrude upon those things. You need to have space, yeah. We we give the space to those things. But yeah, but at the same time, things have grown in such an organic way where love and romance and, and parenting and creativity and collaboration, like all these things are gelling in, in such a, 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 I can say, wonderful, inspiring way. You know, ins- we're inspiring each other, which is great. <laughs> so we ended up back in China. Uh, we had... Play, baby, marriage, back to New York. New York, we were in for another six months. I did one more term, and then we decided for a multitude of reasons, this isn't working. We left. We went to Russia, where my wife is from. She had an idea, we need a break because New York was so hard on us. Let's go on a little vacation. So we went through Vietnam, and we were my, my you know, we were thinking, okay, we're going to go on a break. We're going to go on a holiday. And then what? Right? We got me, you, and baby. Uh, and you know, money needs to be a, a thing that we consider. So somehow I ended up getting <laughs> the final two interviews for the job were having while well, I had some Vietnamese sand uh, on Phu Quoc Island, I believe, uh, between my feet early in the morning, eating some breakfast, enjoying my mango uh, mixed drink, my, my, not mixed drink, it was too early, uh, like um, you know, fruit smoothie, whatever. Lassie, that's it, mango lassie. So I was enjoying my mango lassie. Um, I was wearing a very colorful uh, shirt with a collar. And then they said, all right, congratulations. We'd love to have you on board. We'll see you in Shanghai. Okay. So we left China. <laughs> We're going to go back to China. <laughs> so we went back to China. So this was now the third stint in China, right? For me, it was the second for her. And this time we had baby, right? Those six months were fun, a little hard, a little bit of well, here, here's actually, let's bring it back to teaching for a second. I came home from the job, not the job that I got with the sand between my toes. Like it was a different job. The first, the sandy job didn't work out too sandy, <laughs> too much sand for, for, for our liking as it turned out. So we went to a different job and we're, we're there in Shanghai. And I remember coming home and I was, I don't know, I had this uh, and Svetlana, she said, you know, what is it? And I said, ah, just, you know, what am I doing? I'm working for another 
English language company, and I'm not even an English teacher this time. Now they have me teaching math and a little bit of some sciences. And I do have a, a biology and a chemistry background. So that wasn't a big deal, but it's like, now I'm just, I'm teaching other subjects. Everything is going okay, you know, from a day-to-day -day nuts and bolts basis. Of not what you student, want, yeah. Student, yeah, students are learning. I'm getting paid. We're okay for right now. We're living in an apartment. Okay, we're in Shanghai again. All right, we're trying to figure things out. And um, she said, you know, well, well, what? Because in her mind, she thought I was still upset that we, you know, I'd worked so hard to go overseas to go get my master's in playwriting. And, you know, that was now, you know, unfinished business. It's like now my master's, my MFA is just kind of hanging in the ether somewhere. We had a chat one evening and we just started talking through it and eventually settled upon, well, you know, what is that IB thing that you've mentioned every so often? And I said, yeah, you know, I taught at Shanghai High School. They had the IB program. It was something I just was, because it was in the diploma program, you know, only the high school kids and I was teaching middle school. I didn't have so much interaction with them. And I didn't, because of my interests and my time and how I prioritize things, I didn't really investigate what is the IB. I, I was and you weren't part clueless. of it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So I started looking into it. I discovered, I read about it. And I said, you know, this this educational mode, this this pedagogy, this kind of gels with me. Maybe I should investigate a little bit more. And I investigate a little bit more, investigate a little bit more. Made the decision, okay, let's do an online master's of education in IB education and wow. get my certificate, my IB certificate in teaching and learning. Can this all be done online? Yes, it can be. Can it be done, you know, while I'm in, in China and the program is based in America? Yes, it can be. Ah, okay. Well, thank you, Google, again. It's a third thank you for Google, right? Other things were Googled along the way, right? But, you know, in terms of major decisions, like, go Google. I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Number three, yep. And um, and so I enrolled in this program. I got all my material together in a short amount of time. And so I started with that. And <laughs> wouldn't you know it, while we were Googling that, Sveta, Svetlana, Sveta had an idea for a theater project, and we started looking for grant opportunities. So I started my master's program and we applied to a couple of grant opportunities. Well, we didn't win one of them, but we did win the other one. And so in November, 2015, we blasted off from China back to her hometown of Mormonsk, Russia. And uh, first we went to St. Petersburg, then we ended up in, in Mormonsk. And Mormonsk, we were doing, let's say a uh, creative sharing, knowledge sharing, practices sharing, travel story sharing, um, script writing sharing of basically everything we had experienced and what my training in New York had been like. And we're doing that with Russian actors and just Russian townspeople. And it was in her hometown, which she hadn't lived in full time in about 16 or 17 years, I think. So, you know, it was a beautiful experience and it happened while the sun didn't rise for about 40 days. It's, 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 you know, in that extreme environment, pretty cold. I think the coldest day was negative 37 degrees Celsius. Um, and we had a radio oh interview that God. day too. I remember moving from the apartment downstairs to the car. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my Because there's a wind chill too that day. You know, the, the wind was was blowing through and going to the radio station and everything. And yeah, the, the idea of this project, which we called 40 Days of Night, um, eventually what came out of it was a new idea for a full-length play that would put Mormonsk and its people at the center of this, let's say, event 
that occurs. I don't want to go into too much of what the storyline is, but it definitely ties into the fact that the sun isn't rising, the fact that there are various, um, you know, the Northern Lights, Aurora Borealis, right? Those are flying around in the sky. We got to witness those on three occasions, which is pretty, pretty sweet. Um, and that all is going into what is now still um, the development of the play and the writing of the play all these years later. So we won this grant and I still had to continue my studies. So back to teaching for a second and learning. So I'm having to you know, check in with my online courses and read my papers, write my essays, put together my projects, my presentations. And it's a two year online course. And if you fall a little bit behind one week, you know, like all, all the dominoes like just smack into each other and it's everything starts to feel like it's falling apart and there's no time to get anything done. And oh my God, why did I even sign up for this in the beginning? I'm going to go ask for my money back or I'm just going to do this and forget about it. Oh, okay. I'm washing my hands with the whole masters. And then my wife would look at me and say, shut up and do your work. And I say, okay, honey. <laughs> Does she speak to you in English or uh, in, in the, Russian the or both? Of love. <laughs> but when she's angry with you, I have a theory and this is a sidebar, but I have a theory that she, she, if she gets emotional, she'll talk to you in Russian and yell at you but she'll speak to you in English otherwise. And Is the, that true? the survey says. It's my theory. No, she'll actually, she'll bring out the English for me. Yeah. Darn but, it. Darn it. But that's now. In the beginning of our relationship, actually, her English wasn't as, you know, profound and strong as it is now. She had studied for so many years, but then that study had stopped at some point. And, you know, it just, it was a muscle that wasn't used and therefore it weakened. But she could understand a bit more than she could say, which is, more so like what my Russian is now. Like I can, I can speak a bit, but I can, I can listen and grasp maybe I'd say 50%, 60% of the conversation on a good day. Today's a good day. So mm -hmm. you know, we'll see what happens later when she's speaking to somebody, you know, in Russian. Um, but no, when she, when she yells at me, no, it'll be in English. <laughs> and have you ever yelled at her in Russian? Um, I can't say I've yelled at her, but I've cursed out loud. Yeah. I don't mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll take a moment's break now to remind you how to reach out to us. Of course, you can address any negative comments to Kent, the cat guy. We do love to hear from you. If you're out on Facebook, we don't do that, but our handle on both Instagram and Twitter are at ITPExpats with an S, I-T-P-E-X-P-A-T-S as a handle. If you want to, you can send us an old email at internationalteacherpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit us at our new website at www.itpexpat.com, www.itpexpat.com. Well, back to the show. This is what somebody said about it. his name. Well, you said this, and yeah. it's on your website. On one, yeah. we'll talk about that in a little bit. Brandon Stock said uh, of the Flea Theater in New York. He says, "quote The beauty of Jason's worldly travels is the influence his experience has on the stories that he is yeah. writing for the stage. You can tell just by talking to you, your stories are influencing what you." And your wife, Svetlana, are putting into your plays. I just think that's amazing. I mean, you're a playwright. You're doing the whole production thing, you know, and yeah, it's just thank great. You. Um, no, ah. it's... Uh, I've got a part of me for the stage, yeah, so... It finds its way it, by its. I mean, the experiences and everything, you know, everything that we've experienced. That was a really stupid way to say it. Everything that we've experienced ultimately is finding a way in because... 
it's the writing is coming from me. The acting is coming from me based on my uh, my 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 memories, my experiences, my triggers, if we want to you know call them that, um, in not in a not in a mm, traumatic way. When, for example, um, Brandon, let me just clarify, he's formerly of the Flea Theater because that 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 um, theater has actually uh, kind of fallen apart a little bit recently. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, no, Brandon's words definitely ring true. We, I, I mean, the the clearest picture of my mind is. Sveta was pregnant with our daughter. We were vacationing in the Philippines on our, and then after that we were going to go back to Shanghai. And um, it was sometime in Chinese New Year. So now, <clears throat> I guess roughly about eight years ago, right? Uh, nine years ago, something like that. So she, um, so we were swimming with whale sharks, for example. It's one of those things that you can do when you're in the Philippines. You can go to Cebu Island and, uh, and pay some pay. Oh, you just mentioned oh, my favorite really? place. Oh, hallelujah, That's my man. favorite place. It's a volcanic. Yeah. So, oh, so we, went, so we yeah, went to Cebu yeah. oh. and they had this thing back in, you know, when we were there where you can go and swim with the whale sharks for half an hour. And, um, you know, it took us five hours to get there from the island we were staying on, um, Sikihor Island, to get to Cebu Island. It took like five hours. So we left at five in the morning and took many, many modes of transportation, we even got into a little motorcycle accident. With my very pregnant wife, everything was okay. No worries. It was just, you know, oh, it, it happened. Well, <laughs> It was dark, it was slippery, and there was road work being done, and there was very hard to see. So I was driving and I kind of, you know, if one road, is, one piece of road is a little bit higher, and but you're driving, you suddenly drive in the middle, it's like, and you're done, right? So, especially on a bike. Especially on a um, bike, yeah. But anyway, so, you know, the whale sharks, it was something that had been on Svetlana's bucket list of things, you know, things that she definitely wanted to do in her lifetime. And it just so happened. We didn't know this. We didn't do this research beforehand, but it so happened. You can go to Cebu, swim with whale sharks. She said, okay, we're doing that. And we found out because of some, you know, just chats going on between the hotel uh, owner slash uh, bar manager and some patrons. And um, so she laid out the whole thing for us. Okay. And we went and we were swimming with these whale sharks and that experience. And it was crazy because they say, you know, keep two meters distance between you and the whale shark. They don't tell the whale shark that. So, so I know so they, they run you right they, over, you know, don't they? Their skin <laughs> is like a wall, right? They got the the strongest skin, um, you know, of of, of any. Uh, well, whale sharks are aren't, aren't they mammals? Are they mammals? Question, question, listeners. Whale, whale sharks, sharks are, are not. Mammals. They're sharks. They're sharks. They're, they're not whales. They're not okay, whales. I'm like, looking, they're I'm not mammals. Like it right we are. No, the whale, whale, shark. Whales the whale are. shark is a slow moving, okay. filter feeding carpet shark and the largest known extant fish species. Shark. Ah, okay. So it's the largest fish. fish species with the toughest skin. Okay. There we go. Thank you, Google. Correct. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Correct. Google. Thank you, Google. That can be number four. <laughs> so. You could have asked me. I would have backed it up. I mean, I, I guarantee it. I'm a diver oh, all the time man. and okay. I do, you know, when I'm not uh, doing this, I dive. Yeah. But oh, that's I'd another whole story, you know? Adventures. We're with you. We're, so, so, <laughs> well, we're close yeah. to your um, story. So you know? we were. You know, I'm a diver also. So hey, hallelujah, man. Um, so yeah, we were just snorkeling with the with the whale sharks, and then that yeah that that idea that those images, those very particular experiences, ended up in the play, the first play that I ever had um, published and and produced at two different New York City festivals. Um, soon after, actually, I left. Uh, the uh, the playwriting program in New York 
Yeah. And that was that was the one that I got into. I, I told you I didn't go to NYU. I went to this other program. This other program was called the Actor Studio Drama School at Pace University. Um, so oh, can we yeah, sure, can we man. stop for a second? Can can you tell me the names? Can you you publish these plays? Yeah. You, you're the playwright. Can you tell us the names of these? Just I mean, my nephew really oh, is okay. in New York right now in acting, but I'd love to know just the names of these because I don't want you to brush by them because it's publishing a play, being a player. I can't even huh. imagine what it was like. Can you give sure. us the names uh, of these? One play is called Men. Well, okay, let me let me, let me me back up to the one that Sveta and I wrote. Um, that one okay. is called yeah. Rendezvous, a tragic comedy. Rendezvous, a tragic comedy. Um, the, the one that was, that was performed in, in China, the one that she and I gave birth to, um, the next one is mend the envelope. And that's a one act play. Um, rendezvous is full length. Mend the envelope is a one act. Um, Brandon, he had directed a 10 minute play for me and I'd actually have to look up the name of it. If you give me one second. Well, that's, that's cool. It. Google oh, it, gonna, buddy. I'm gonna, Google I'm go to my website, jasonlasky.com. Hey. Um, so what do we got? Um, that one is called uh, Facta Non Verba. Facta Non Verba. Um, and that one, I did a little bit of uh, research into um, some Italian leaders who once upon uh, once upon a time lived and breathed on this earth and played with their backgrounds and, and played with uh, one particular politician's fall from grace. And that's that's what the heart of the story is based on. Um, and I mean, it translates to action over words. Um, and let's see. So men, the envelope, fact and non verba, rendezvous. Um, the last one I had published and, and performed, it's called Last Exit Before You're Off the Grid. And that one, that was in response, that was written while I was in Nairobi, Kenya, which is a little bit further in the story. Maybe I maybe I hop back on the, the travel train and then we'll get to Nairobi. I was going to say, you could travel right. back on. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in more months. We're doing 40 days of night, gathering research, beginning to write. Okay, we finish that. Back to China. We're living in China. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. No, I finished that. And then we go to America for a short stint, a um, little bit of a visit, something kind of green card-ish related as well. We had to make an appearance every so often to ensure that Svetlana's green card would not lose, would not expire, right? After all the paperwork and money that we spent on, you know, making it a thing. Um, and um, we were in America and then we said, all right, let's not stay in America. Let's go back to Russia. We went back to Russia at this point or by this point, um, uh, Svetlana was pregnant with our second kid and um, and we decided okay, Jason is going to work online he's going to catch up with his online masters and and we're going to you know just be in St. Petersburg living with my mother-in-law um, in her you know in her uh, her apartment and and we'll give birth and then we'll see you know what else is going to happen um, so going back to teaching I was teaching online virtually. I was doing my master's. And then I started, you know, looking for a full-time teaching job. Where could we go? Well, back to Svetlana's bucket list. Turns out she had always wanted to go to Africa, somewhere in Africa. She wanted to live there. Maybe safari. a safari, maybe on the Maasai Mara, for example. Um, you know, maybe Tanzania, maybe, I don't know, hard to say. Um, so a job appeared and uh, a job posting appeared and I applied, interviewed. They said, okay. Uh, why don't you come to Nairobi, Kenya, and you teach, you'll be the head of drama at our international school. And I said, all right, let's do it. But first I talked to Sveta 
in the same week that Ruslan was born, I said, uh, so shall we do this? We have to let them know. She said, okay, let's go to Kenya. All right, hooray. <laughs> so we went to Kenya and wow. we had 10 and a half months of living in Kenya and about six weeks of me working at the school, which shall remain unnamed, um, because they were incapable of getting the visa and the work permit together. Um, at that point, oh, well, here's no. the thing. It was, a, it's, you know, I'm actually, I'm very thankful for this. I mean, at the time it was like, oh my God, like, what do you mean I can't work? It was the end of the first day of orientation. And the, the new principal who had been in the country 10 days uh, less than me said to me at the end of the day, uh, Jason, um, I just spoke with HR and unfortunately you shouldn't have been hired in the first place because you don't have a teaching license. And I said, uh, wait, we talked, like, we talked about this. I didn't talk about it with you. I talked about it with your predecessor. We understood that I didn't have a teaching license and you said, come. And I signed a contract and I came. He said, yeah, I know, but you know, this, 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 long story short, I continued working. I were, I, you know, even with them saying that they said, okay, first, for the, the first reaction is go away. We'll figure it out. Second reaction after I talked some but, but please, please come, come back, back tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, the second reaction, <laughs> I mean, I went home and spent the space was, you know, interesting. As interesting as, you know, when I come home in Shanghai, I told you, you know, one one job was too sandy for me. So this is the second time that I came home. Yeah. With, uh, things are a little too sandy here, sweetie. Uh, and we had, we had, you know, that. Um, wow. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're in this position actually where we're like, all right, we won't panic. We'll talk and we'll figure out what to do. Six weeks went by. I was teaching. The school was trying to figure out other ways to get the paperwork in place. We came up with some pretty creative solutions. One of my solutions was, well, if all you need is a teaching license, can I go get my teaching license? And they said at that point, well, yes, you could. But there was another part of that email, which was, but that does not guarantee that we're actually going to, you know, keep you on board, even if, even, even if Hire you, you. <laughs> even though you're here, even though you're working, right? well, because at this, at this point, everything had already been, had been kind of right. settled in terms of like severance money and things like that. But I was still trying to like, I was still making what I felt to be a really big effort to, you know, get the piece of paper so I could make their life easier. I was happy to continue working there. And I did. You're a team player. You're helping out. feelings against yeah. them. I, I thought, you know, if, because I don't, I, I wasn't angry at them. I was angry at a decision that had been made by somebody who actually wasn't even working there anymore. <laughs> so, as, at the yeah. situation, and you're yeah. like making the best of it. You're like, how can I make <clears throat> this work? Here, I'm like, here. You paid for me. Yeah. I'm I'm here now with my family, and I need yeah. to do something about so, this. But... So, so, oh, so the short gosh. version of that was, um, I did find a way to get my teaching license, which is um, not. Nothing, nothing under the table. Everything above board, right? And I got my teaching yeah. license. I said, "Here, yeah. here is my credential." And they said, "They, you know, stuck to their guns." They said, "No." So, you know that that was, you know that that was that was actually a rough ten and a half months. Beautiful climate, <laughs> but a rough ten and a half months. Um, uh, but uh, but at the same time, we had our two little kids. They were running around. It was a pretty beautiful place where we were living. Um, we did begin to make some inroads into the theater community at some point we were starting to try to do a production of um of the goat or who is sylvia by edward alby and that didn't go anywhere and the main reason it didn't go anywhere which was so fascinating to me you know that play are, are you familiar with the play the goat or who is sylvia i'm not you I'm know not, it's no. a it's a play that premiered like 
1999 or 2000 or 2001, somewhere around there. I think, I think like 2000. And it was such a major, whoa, when it premiered and it was nominated for, I think the, um, um, Pulitzer, I think for new play, like it, it was, you know, it's a highly, it's regarded as a very, mm-hmm. very great play about love and definitions of love but without giving any spoilers away you know there is the title is sylvia or the goat or who is sylvia well there's a goat named sylvia that does appear in the play and is you know a a major force in the play i'll say now the thing about it was the some one of the characters in the play is gay the son of the father who is at the center of this you know world of 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 chaos the son is gay and um, and and then you have this goat character that does appear, make an appearance on stage, and is at the center of attention for all of this. But for for the actors that we were trying to work with in Nairobi, the thing wasn't about the relationship between um, the father and the goat. The thing was that the son is gay, and that was a really amazing experience. Like they were, I got asked a question like. And uh, word for word, um, well, how do I play gay? And it was at that point I said, okay, mm. this is not a play I think we're going to actually be able to do here because culturally that may not be the right place to do it in the right time because that, it, and I don't know much about Nairobi, but if that's something that yeah. they're asking you, my gosh, you know, they're, they're, it, that's, that's really, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that you can't tiptoe around Absolutely. when you're in a different culture. Right when you're when you're when you are a guest yeah. in their culture, boy, what a, what did you say well, to that I, guy I, when I he said, said, I said, "How well, do I play gay?" Well, I said, like, well I, let's well, talk no, later I, about this. I think this. in the moment I may have said, "Well, let's not focus on you know playing gay. Let's focus on you know what is the relationship between this this person and and this other person." And they also had a problem. They also had a, a great problem point. with you know not only how do I play gay, but they were adamantly against a stage kiss between two men. As opposed to, and I'm just kind of insinuating, yeah. you know, the, again, I'll, I'll go back to the goat or who is Sylvia, right? Um, there, they were more adamantly and physically and visual and, and visibly like shaken by the notion of having an onstage kiss between two men, um, as opposed to, you know, the relationship between, again, the father and the goat for, because of that, right. because that totally overshadowed because, everything because, else, you know, right? Because yeah. in, in Nairobi, like the relationship between people and goats um, sometimes is, is food, food and sometimes actually, <laughs> again, without mm-hmm. getting too disgusting is something else, but it's something else that is normalized in that culture. Whereas a gay stage kiss is not normalized. So this was a great, great eye-opening uh, experience in terms of, you know, different cultures, different views and like when, and, and belief systems that, you know, freeze up, when you put uh, a, a different kind of idea or perspective in front of them, it, it was, it was, you know, it was great in that sense. Um, it's fascinating to learn how another culture yeah. deals with these things. I mean, some of the cultures that I've been in and the, the whole issue yeah. of gay, you know, and it, it's, it's so that different it is an around issue. the world. I mean, it's Catholic yeah. South America. Yeah, I know Catholic South America, right. Or Catholic like um, okay. Central America. In Honduras, I remember it was a huge thing at the time when I was in uh-huh. early 2001 to four, and it was just just this you know hush hush taboo. everything's un- it's, I don't know how it is anymore I haven't seen it in a long time it right. was definitely taboo 
right? Definitely taboo. And it was taboo in Kuwait mm -hmm. when I lived there. And yet there were so many undercurrents sure. going on. It was taboo in yeah. every way, shape, or form, but right. it's there. But the fact that, that Nairobi, that they couldn't even really deal with that and focus on the, the relationships yeah. more, yeah. that's fascinating. Now, the, the, yeah. What's more fascinating is later on, somebody I had met while I was there, this other international theater maker and collaborator, this lovely guy, he was open to the idea um, of being in the play. He was happy to play the father. Uh, and then when we decided not to move mm -hmm. forward for various reasons with that play and also with another group, there's another play I was going to do with them. And that wasn't working out for various reasons as well. Um, later on, he said to me, Hey, Jason, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. It was a little Facebook messenger thing. Um, you know, would you be okay uh, with me taking on the goat or who is Sylvia with my, with my actors and, and performing it? I said, absolutely. I said, I'm, and I, I'd be really interested to see, you know, how you present it. Yeah. And how I did see went, some pictures. Yeah. I, I read. Did it they go did through? It in they a couple, did it? Yeah. I think they did it in at least one or two different theaters in, in different cities. So they, they did do it. I saw pictures of the production. It's like, okay, that is in the production. I'm just curious, like how they dealt with a couple of, of, of the, um, the ideas that I spoke about before. So, you know, I, so, you know, blessings to the guy for for him wanting to take it on at least in some form yeah. you know um but anyway so well nairobi yeah, you know what i was gonna say you know i would touch in with sure. nairobi a little bit there i just do have an experience yeah. it was very short we went on safari from living in cairo we went on safari during uh easter okay. holiday i think it was at the time yeah. in 2005 and we went down through nairobi to get to arusha and we stayed overnight whatever and and had oh, a cool. great time just visiting Nairobi. But my main, the main feeling that I had was just, I am mm. white. It was these beautiful, the beautiful dark skin of the people that I ran, I was around in Nairobi. I mean, I felt like I was a beacon, like this, here's yeah. a white guy. And it was amazing because I have never felt completely completely minoritized like that in that like i am the one person that's different and that was the first yeah. time of many that I, I but i remember it distinctly because nairobi was a vast mm -hmm. city and we went yeah. through it quickly to get to another point yeah. it was a point in our journey but that was a feeling that i i can remember it for the rest of my life just feeling that saying wow because they're so beautiful they're very tall mm -hmm. they're, in, in general in general very generalized yeah. <laughs> speaking here but I had a very brief, right. it was very brief, but it was beautiful, beautiful differences in our skins. Mm, yeah. It was great. But that was my Nairobi experience. Of course, then the safari changed my life too yeah. and the Maasai tribe. By the way, I, I love talking to you because I'm getting all the backstory on your life that goes with your website mm, yeah. because we are going along with your website. There's pictures of you with one of your children in front of the Maasai as you're doing a tour mm -hmm. of their village or doing some kind of, I don't know what the story is, but you were, I went to the Maasai tribes and I have great stories about just visiting for an hour yeah. with the Maasai tribe, but, <laughs> and I did a trade and all that. I mean, amazing. But here's a picture of you with one of your children, like over a, with a sash from one of the, the Maasai and the tribe which, all behind uh, you, I guess. That was which, one of the pictures uh, I remember. The playwright one? Which, which uh, section are you looking at the picture? Oh, it was in one <laughs> of the... Curious. 
It was just, you have so much on your website. You have several I websites. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing <laughs> when I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to, to just research yeah. a little bit about you, but it took me over like two hours just to just go through and see all the yeah, wonderful things you. that you're involved with. <laughs> No, he thank literally, you for taking the time yeah. to do that. It's uh, much appreciated. <laughs> um, well, that's also why you need two websites to do all of this yeah. stuff, right? It, it is amazing well, what you've done and all well, overseas. So much of this, you know, they, my interests have opened up many different fields and to try to contain them in one place is really difficult to do. I could put it all on one website, but I think it would be very messy. Um, plus, I think having a um having a distinction between you know like my teaching and my my writing and 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 acting and things like that and the voiceover um uh field that i've been getting more and more deeply involved in and especially in the last few years um i think it's just it's really important to you know to say you know here's like more my artist profile if you want to call that teaching and artistry profile and here well it's a different art um and it's it's definitely surely more business conscious as well you know in terms of the voiceover side of things um absolutely your business has to separate a little bit you've got so many things going on and even just talking to you we have to sort of redirect because every time we go one direction then there's the teacher and then here's the artist and here's the teacher and then here's the family guy you have so much to say (laughs) it is true (laughs) so kenya kenya didn't work out for you though i had one year in egypt it was the same thing it didn't work out and i just had to accept that and i went somewhere else it wasn't by the way, I'm going to plug this. It wasn't the right fit for you, right? It wasn't on you. It was the school yeah. and you together. It, yeah, and, it I've, right and I've, heard, fit, I've come across right? that term before, and I look at it more as the universe is trying to make a point. And if you're not paying attention to what the universe is saying, then you end up introducing possibly and probably a lot of unnecessary strain and stress in your life. At the same time, you got to stand up and you got to fight for the fact that you made a mistake and we are here and you need to make good. You know, you can't just, you know, cut, you ha- yeah, make do it right. Absolutely. Make an offering to make it right. And then the stress ends up being, okay, where, at, you know, where's the compromise? Where, where's that middle ground where we can make things right? And I'm, I'm really thankful that um, I didn't just, you know, slink away. I, st- I stood and I said, no, you got to deal with this. <laughs> I'm proud of you too. Cheers, <laughs> I don't even know you and I'm proud of you already for doing that. Hey, I have a question about one more thing sure. about, about Kenya. Did Svetlana fulfill that bucket list with, with your experience well, there? Well, we did live in Africa and, you, think? you know, there was another thing to end uh, for the, ba- for the bucket list to, to have, you know, checked. So now that's a great segue into that. So we're in, we're in Nairobi. It is. Back yeah. to teaching, back to learning virtual teaching, virtual learning, getting through my master's. Um, and you know, I, have to, I have to now go back uh, a little bit to when Sveta, Svetlana and I were having the conversation about me getting the master's. She said, you know what, you're going to get your master's and you're probably going to get an amazing job teaching at some amazing school. And hey, is there an IB theater program, by the way? Go, 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 go. There's IB, MYP, drama, theater, and there's also IB, DP, theater. Yes, there is. So middle years program and and, and diploma Mm -hmm. program. Okay, you're going to get an awesome teaching job teaching IB, DP, theater when you finish your master's. All right. 
That's almost verbatim. Let me flash forward to Nairobi. I'm teaching now at the Kenya National Theater, at the, the Nairobi Performing Arts Studio at the Kenya National Theater. I'm working with some local actors, um, working on various techniques, let's say. It's a, it was a short-term time, short -term gig. Um, and at the end of that gig, which I think was like six weeks or so, like I contacted the guy who runs the thing. I, I had been, you know, Every every two months or so, I'd write him a new email saying, hey, how you doing? Hey, if you need anything, please keep me in mind. Oh, and I'm doing this, blah, 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 blah. He finally says, okay, Jason, would you like to come teach for us? I'm like, all right, perseverance pays off. So I went and I taught. And then it was a question of, well, are we going to stay in Nairobi or are we going to go somewhere else? Nairobi or somewhere else? Nairobi, somewhere else. Here's an opportunity to stay in Nairobi to go teach at a school that is developing a drama program that has some kind of link with some U.S., university or u.s theater or something okay that's kind of interesting um and we're thinking about it okay well they present a contract and we decide okay we're going to stay in nairobi and then i decide to do just one more google search and this google search actually actually oh not, not just google, a google search, four. <laughs> um like a, a very focused because at this point i'm i've gotten used to you know teacher horizon and tests and you know and other platforms like that for teaching jobs. Now right? it's a Google, now it's a Google hunt. hunt. That's a now very focused a hunt. Google yeah. hunt. And I have a bunch of profiles in different places. I have to periodically update, you know, my qualifications and blah, 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 and all this and that. So long story short, I do one more search and I find that UWC Dilijan College in Armenia is looking for an IBDP theater teacher. <gasps> really? Bingo, bongo. Bingo. I contact them. Hmm. And first they said, We'd love to have you, but there's a housing shortage. Then after about two weeks and thinking and writing back to them, we said, no, we'll figure it out. Let's let's make it happen. This is too good an opportunity. Let's make it happen. So um, so I got that. So they said, okay. So on a Monday or a Tuesday, they said, okay. Uh, on the following Friday, I turned in my last uh, let's say thesis or portion of my thesis for my master's of education the same week. And wow. I did, and I pre I pressed enter, wow. hot spotting my computer because we were on the road underneath the sign that was demarcating the equator, bucket list. So I pressed enter oh, at the equator, uh, the same, you know, because we, you know, we're, what do we, what you have one week to go some, you have one week before you have to like pack up and go because you know, month, the, the rent was something that we were factoring in. Like, are we going to stay here for the summer? Are we going to go to Russia? Like, what are we doing? All the stars so, were just so everything, aligning. It was so everything, everything aligned. It. And, you know, instead of just packing up and, you know, gradually it's like we spent a, a week, I think on one last hurrah, you know, going to the equator, going to um, a very special elephant, um, not elephant uh, orphanage, but this hotel that, not Queen Elizabeth, but Princess Elizabeth, the current Queen of England, Princess Elizabeth II, she went to um, for her honeymoon with her prince. And while they were on honeymoon, her father died, and, and then she Hush. became the Queen of England, right? So we were staying in the Princess Elizabeth suite, no less, overlooking this beautiful expanse where like 50 or 55 elephants came and all came together, like a whole herd came. They were drinking, they were playing, they were eating. Our two little kids at that time, they were like it. looking at like 50 freaking elephants in one place. Like it was, you know, we got whale sharks and we got, you know, elephants right there, right? Um it really is mind-boggling. The same thing. We were in mm. St. Petersburg, Russia. We take our kids to a mall to play in an indoor playground. And there's like this video screen and it has a picture of 
uh, a black and white picture of a giraffe and you can, you know, press pink and then like finger paint pink and, you know, you do in the colors and all that. So I have this great picture of, uh, of our daughter at the time playing with that touchscreen. And then right next to it is when we went to the giraffe um, orphanage or the giraffe refuge that, that's in Nairobi. And she's touching, and she's touching a, real, and giraffe, a yeah. real giraffe. And I gave, I was feeding the giraffe, you know, with the, with the, whatever the food was, the pellet in my mouth, even they got long, slippery, slimy tongues. I gotta say, <laughs> but dads do that though. Dads, gotta dads do have to do that with the mouth thing. I, I, I figure I'm not a daddy, but my dad had there to do go. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, that, I know. I totally understand that. The whole animal thing and the whole Kenya yeah. thing, amazing. And you just packed up and left and went first to we came, Yeah, for, first we came <laughs> over to, well, you know, it's, sometimes you just got to go, right? It's like, all right. I've done it. I'm just laughing because I can empathize <laughs> with everything we've yeah, talked man. about so yeah. far. As far as the travel stuff, I empathize and I've lived this sort of like like you yeah. have parallel. And I my story is vastly different, but we have so many interconnecting like yeah. parts of our lives yeah. in general. That's international yeah. people do, right? And I talk just like you do about this. The story yeah, is just, it just goes on and on. How, I mean, I how, do I, how do I say, how do I tell you how I arrived in Armenia if I don't tell you that I was in Nairobi? And how do I not tell you, you know, about Russia and everything between? Like, it's all linked and it's a beautiful 15 year or so tapestry. It really is. I'm, I'm not trying to like inflate the words or anything, but it's true. It, it absolutely is. Um, so we ended up in Armenia. There, you got the answer to your question. Is that about an hour? Okay, I shaved a half hour off my off my clock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's not even your birthday. <laughs> um, and now, and and so yeah, we, we came here um, August 2017. I taught at that school for three years. Uh, July, 2020, I was finished and we decided to stay. And now we live here full time. We, we own this house. We own the land. We can, we've been renovating slowly or quickly. And in some cases, as you can see the studio, um, that I'm currently sitting in, which was falling apart. Just, I remember, I, you know, it's, it's not that long ago, but this is just bricks falling apart, stacks of trash and old metal rusty metal um uh shelves and things like that and now it's a recording studio which has just been getting more and more use in um which, which is a good investment so are you in yerevan which no, is Dilijan. the capital right yerevan, yerevan is, the, is capital the capital that's roughly 100 okay. kilometers or about an hour and a half to two hours away okay. we are in dilijan d-i-l-i-j-a-n dilijan armenia yeah awesome so you and Svetlana, your wife, and, and there's three. three children now, and look where you are, and you've got the production company, you've got a podcast, you've got so many things. I'm going to put all of those, like, I'll put your two websites uh, uh, underneath my you, podcast. I don't do a lot of notes, but I'll put yes. those cheers for you, right? Absolutely. Thank I mean, you. kudos to that. And I love talking with you because I get to see the story behind so many pictures that you and, have on those websites. Yeah. But it's fascinating what a Renaissance man that, you are, right? <laughs> Can you tell tell me that story in the sure. beginning? We chatted and I cut you off and I do that That's sometimes. Okay. But would you tell us about this little well, Renaissance um, man? Um, let me answer that with one just little other punctuation mark for something. I was sure. living in Shanghai sure. for a while. I worked with this guy named Paul. Paul appeared in that rendezvous play that I mentioned earlier. Um, Paul is a great guy. Paul passed away a couple of years ago. He got cancer. He found out about it and he went pretty fast. So he was beloved in, in, uh, in the Shanghai community and his death. Um, you know, I felt 
when somebody passes away, I need to write something. And uh, and so I wrote a little two-person play of me and Paul talking somewhere in limbo. And I sent it to the people who knew him who were putting together a memorial service in Shanghai. And, um, and the name of that play is, um, can I say that? And uh, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's a dialogue slash eulogy between me and him. Um, and um, it was read publicly and drunkenly <laughs> at his memorial. It was filmed and it was sent to me by, you know, the main point of contact, this lovely lady named uh, Fiona, who, as far as I know, is still in Shanghai. So Fiona filmed it and sent it to me. And she said, it was beautiful. You'll see yourself. I watched it and I was laughing with the people when they were laughing and I was crying with them when they were crying. And that was, that was the impetus Success. for me to go get the masters. And so once again, little Google search, a lot of research, lots of emails. Finally, I found a program and they were willing, um, after I wrote a very long essay, telling them why they should consider me like a second year student, not a first year student. And they agreed. Um, I did this long distance, uh, what's called a low residency MFA. So six months apart, three times, like June, December, uh, June, January, June, um, like end of June, beginning of January, end of June. I went to a couple different places in New Hampshire, Peterborough, New Hampshire, and then um, Manchester, New Hampshire. And uh, I had my workshops and my classes and I was writing, I came up with a, a new full length play and a full length screenplay as my thesis project. And so I did end up getting my MFA also. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, I, I think it was just important to mention like, you know, somebody affects me, somebody touches me, somebody leaves me, something comes out of me that I need to write. Um, recently, the playwriting professor at, uh, at uh, Actor Studio Drama School, a guy named Edward Allen Baker, he passed away. I wrote, you know, a little kind of tribute to him, like so many other people did. Um, not a dialogue, like, between me and, and Paul, and, and can, uh, can I say that? But, you know, something that rings true to the spirit, I think, of what this person meant to me in the greater context of things. So um, I'm, I'm never, you know, I, I, I dread finding out somebody has passed away because I don't want anybody to die, even though, you know, it's part of the whole life cycle. But it, I don't know, it opens up something very pure in me that flows very nicely and has an effect on other people as I've, as I've come to realize. So, you know, that's trying to get a positive you know, out of, let's say, a quote-unquote negative experience. Um, but, you know, that's, c'est la vie, you know. Um, so, you know, so I got the master's, right, and I got the job, I got the MFA, um, and uh, and now we are, we're, we're moving into really kind of uncharted territory. I had a, a job interview today with a school that's in Singapore, and we had some plans for the next year or so, and maybe those plans are now are going to be you know, um, upended <laughs> um, because of, you know, what, what the school right. is going to say. And, you know, we're, we're very conscious of the fact that we want our kids to have a great educational experience. Would they have that here? Would they in Dilijan? Would they have that in Yerevan? Would they have that in Singapore? Would they have that in Shanghai? You know, we're trying to present them with as many opportunities as we can for them to get the kind of education that we feel kind of with the IB, for example, I'm not, I'm not trying to like raise them up to like, you know, crazy, crazy heights, but there's something about their 
international mindedness and their approach and their ideas and their worldview, the IB, the IBO, that is very mm, idealistic and something worth striving towards. Um, so I, I, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out, we're trying to, yeah, like other people trying to figure out what are we going to do to make our kids' lives the best lives they can have? And that's, um, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a full-time engagement. <laughs> you know, all the production no and kidding. things like that, VO, you know, script writing, whatever, acting, making a short film. Like it's, you know, what, what are we doing with our kids? You know, how, how are we trying to make their lives better? Well, you, well, I love it because as we were starting this whole, this just a little bit over an hour ago, you and I started this and your son yeah. walks right in and just like, wants okay. to be with you. And because mom was doing something else. Yeah. And I love that. You know, I'm an elementary teacher. I, I, I'm around kids every day. Yeah. Well, every day. <laughs> but yeah, I like the, and you know what? The IB, the, the International Baccalaureate Organization, the IBO, they have the IB diploma. Then you get to middle years program, which is the middle yeah. school years. And they have primary, the PYP, primary the pre-years years program. Yeah. Primary, pr- excuse me. Yep. And I used okay. to teach PYP, but, uh, I think I think mm. it's a great program, and and any of the listeners that don't know what we're talking about, Google it because that's Google what it. Jason certainly Do, did. Google he Google's Jason, everything. You have a right? question? Google, Google it. it. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, don't only Google. You have many other possibilities. You know, for for looking for stuff. But a good place to start is Google. Oh, there's that teacher yeah. coming out. Can't, you, can't rely on one <laughs> on only one thing. It it in my experience, Google. And and using their you know using their program to find information has brought great benefit to me. Um, so you know, but that that that's just me. You know, maybe somebody rather Yahoo. <laughs> well, it's a verb now, right? Yes, to Google it on my bucket list. I want to create something that becomes go. a verb. I just think it's amazing. You know, I'm going to FaceTime <laughs> yeah. somebody. Right, right, I'm going right, to Google right. something. Those, it struck me as a person. I have this huge bucket list mm-hmm. of impossible yeah. things, right? But I I guess that's that's a that's a lofty one. I have to have something that's lofty, otherwise you don't grow, right? You have to have a really Absolutely. high bar. I wasn't yourself. when I was applying for the programs, um, all the different programs. You know, if I think back to even undergraduate, like when I was in high school, I had some lofty ambitions, but I also had some you know realistic expectations. But I can't let those realistic yeah. expectations get in the way of you know quote unquote the dream or the focus or the big idea. Um, and find just find ways to get there. Um, perseverance pays off. You did have a question before. I said, let me answer that by first talking about Paul, uh, my my former colleague. I don't remember what your original question was. I I, I apologize so much. <laughs> I you know what? I'm just okay. going with the flow. I'm going with the flow. I don't remember either. But you know what? I I'm feel, I'm afraid I'm going to tire you out with this. I do want to know one thing for our listeners. What's your next step? And part two of that would be my follow-up question would be like, uh, how can they, do they go through your website? Can they go to New York and see a few things that you've written before, or do they just have to keep their eye open? How do things work like that? How do they For find right now, the work? best thing is to go to the website. And if you click on the posters for Last Exit Before You're Off the Grid, if you click on the poster for Fact and Nonverba, if you click on the poster for Mend the Envelope, you can watch the work for free. It's there. It's there for you to Got view. It. There's okay. also, if you click on it, there's some script samples. If you feel like reading through instead, um, yeah. The the uh, I mean, that's that's probably the best way to engage with current things that I'm working on. Um, I'm speaking with 
um, I, I studied abroad back in the day. Uh, and um, I'm speaking now with somebody I met as a student. He was a student. I was a student. And now so many years later, we're talking about actually collaborating on something together. Um, and and where that's going to be, you know, when is that going to be? In what country? In what time zone? Right. I have no I have no conception. Who knows? It's, it's in the no future idea. and yeah. you're going to do and something. I like, yeah. um, you know, I like to embrace, I think, the unknown. And I, I, I've i kind of built a little with with me and then with with my wife, we've built something of a little house of chaos. And <laughs> um, which is funny because in Russian, the Russian language, chaos <laughs> is translated as house. So when I say I build a house of chaos, it's a little fun with the words, right? A little little play on the words. What's the chaos word for chaos? House. house. Paruski. House. Yeah. Yeah. So house okay. is chaos. So when I say okay. I'm going to build a little house of chaos with my professional actors in, in Moscow in, in my, my workshop that I'm running with my wife, um, you know, it, it, it for them, you know, it, it's a fun, fun concept. Um, these sounds have different meanings in different countries. It's a wordplay. I know. It's, it's a fun I love word the wordplay. And it's um and it really does go to, I think really the sense of chaos that I'm trying to uh, continually stir up, especially as, a, as, as an actor trainer, as a technique trainer. Um, but it's the same thing I'm trying to do in the, in the classroom as well. When I'm giving students, I don't, I don't want things to be easy and, and obvious. I want them to dig. I want them to experiment. I want them to fail so that you know the, the idea can evolve. You know, the failure leads to the failure leads to the failure leads to the ah. That's what I was trying to get, and it emerges. Well, we are birds of the same feather because my classroom is definitely chaos, but it's controlled, controlled chaos. chaos, right? It's controlled, but it's definitely a. I don't have a plan necessarily. That's gonna. We have an idea, and I want yeah. you to explore. I have a maker space. I have a. We call it. A, we call it the future lab. Cool. But it's a maker space. That's the lo- local. That's the current right. jargon right now. Where they come in and yeah. they're tinkering. It's tinker, a tinkering tinker, tinker. lab. You throw Legos at them, and they say, "How do I do it?" And you're like, "I yeah. don't know. Build something." Right. I love that idea, and I've always seen. Um, I have s- quite a few friends that are in different kinds mm. of of stage performance or stage different parts there parts Mm. of stage right and anywhere from the production people to the sound engineers to the people actually acting up on stage and i love the idea of improv i love the idea of stage i love the idea of it's right now it's happening right now and there's i could talk forever about it but i really appreciate and that's i guess one reason why i reached out to you too and grabbed onto that it's like this is a man that, that's bringing the arts to, to different parts of the world. It's like one children, one yeah, child at to. a time. Your <laughs> yeah. family's with you. Yep. Your family's with yeah. you about this too. And you're a fellow educator overseas. And I love having you on because you're at a different, you're in a different kind of story than everybody else, which we, we all, all have, have our stories, different yeah. stories. And this is, this is a great story. And I am so happy that you are on my show for our, yeah. our show for this. And I'm sure Matt and and Kent will be enjoyable. They will enjoy. Spit it out. I thank you for being on my show, though. That's put hey, it that my, way. My pleasure. Thank you for the platform. Thank you for your time. It's the I've been saying this actually. I, I make it. Um, I hate breaking into routines. I really do, even though routines have their 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 place. Um, but I've been making it a routine thing to say. 
thank you for sharing your time with me because it is the most important and most valuable commodity that we have that we can share with each other. So thank you very much. Um, thank you to your co-hosts. Yeah, and back cheers, at man. you. Um, yeah. yeah. Quo I'll quote one of my teacher, my colleagues right now. In fact, it is Kent. He's the other guy okay. that, that sits in. Kent, the Kent guy says, <laughs> and this is true for you too, right? Yeah. This is true for you, Jason. Thank you for being cheers, here. Man.